Vegas is wilding once again. They got the Spurs finishing dead last in the Southwest Division. What gives? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kansas Five San Antonio. I am glad to have you back. TGIF, everybody. Hope everyone's having a great uh, Friday. Getting ready for the weekend. And we'll get you through this day right here on Locked On Spurs. Quick note, uh, no video today due to some scheduling conflicts. Uh, yeah, uh, no video could be done, but we still got audio. So uh, hopefully next week we'll be back to video. What are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at what the Vegas odds makers are saying about your silver and black. So what are they talking about this time? That the Spurs will finish dead last in the Southwest Division? Dead last. Yeah, and the odds are ridiculous for them to even win the division. We'll talk about that and get into some Spurs news and notes. As well as uh, a good friend of mine starting to, starting to get me uh, get me going here in his Rookie of the Year award winner ahead of next season. Let's just say it's not Wimby. We're going to discuss that and more right here on Lockdown Spurs. Thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every single day. But before we get into all the fireworks here at Lockdown Spurs. Uh, we're going to talk about something very special that's going to be happening next month, the Hall of Fame. It is going to be packed with Spurs. I mean, they might as well just call it the Spurs Hall of Fame at this point. So you already know who's going in, right? Pop is going in. Becky Hammond is going in. Tony Parker is going in. Technically, former Spur, Pal Gasol, is going in. And by the way, the presenters are all Spurs minus uh, Pal Gasol and Becky. So for Popovich, it's the big three plus uh, Dave Robinson. For Tony Parker, it's his running mates. Tony, it's uh, Monty Ginobili and Tim Duncan. So what I'm trying to get at is, could we be looking at the last time we see a heavy Spurs representation at the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame ceremony? I think we might. I think we might. We look down the road. And that could be it. Now, you could talk about the executive. Maybe R.C. Buford gets in. I think he has a shot. But outside of that, this might be it for quite some time. Uh, Hopefully, Wimby stays the long haul and he becomes that generational player and he gets in there. But we don't know yet. So the point is, is to soak in next month's festivities. This could be the last time in quite some time we see a spur go in now. Some debate whether Kawhi Leonard will go in and whether he'll mention the Spurs or not or the Raptors or the Clippers or wherever his next destination is. But, yeah, uh, you know, it just makes you appreciate the big three era and what Popovich has brought to the franchise. I mean, they might as well just open up a wing at the Basketball Hall of Fame at this point, call it the Silver and Black Hall, something like that. Because this this, uh, class, 2023, is very special. We know what Pop has done. He's more than deserving of going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tony Parker, obviously what he's done for the French League, uh, for just French basketball in general, and, of course, what he did in the NBA stage. And then we cannot forget about Becky Hammond. You know, although 
no spur is going to present her during her induction. But nevertheless, that's how she that's how it's a big chapter in her life, her time with the Spurs before hopping on board with the WNBA and the Aces, and of course, you know, her playing days in New York. And of course, Pal Gasol, sure, he had maybe had a cup of coffee here, but Tony Kukoc is gonna be presenting him. So isn't it fitting that Popovich is gonna have all the players that made him on the court with the coach that he is without them. He says it all the time. He says, without Duncan, there is no titles. Uh, you know, they still toast Tim Duncan uh, at dinners and Tony Parker without his running mates, uh, you know, who, who knows if he even has uh, titles to his name. He was almost going to be traded to the New Jersey Nets for Jason Kidd. I mean, that, that what could have been, you know, could have been, you know, maybe Jason Kidd going in with all those accolades that Parker has because of his running mates, Manu and Timmy. So, Soak it in, Spurs fans. Just soak it in. When August rolls around, August 12th, that is, and you know, you'll see Tony make his speech, you'll see Pop make his speech, you'll see Becky, you'll see uh, maybe Powell a little bit. He's he, I'm pretty sure he's gonna acknowledge the Spurs that are in the house. He can't, can't ignore them, they're everywhere on that night. Uh, you know, this is probably one of the last times we're gonna see something so special for the franchise, and it's almost fitting. You know, the Spurs are on the uh, they're still technically in a rebuild. And they're looking to forge the next wave, the next path. And it's like if one chapter is about to close in a few weeks and the new chapter is still being written right now as we speak. It was Wimby on board and the kids, Sohan, Keldon and Devin and Trey Jones. The list goes on and on. So if if nothing else puts the hammer in the coffin, the nail in the coffin, that is about the big three era, you know, all but over, you know, minus pop, he's still coaching. And I don't know what is and, and what a fitting way. You know, you know, for for uh, for this uh, for this franchise to, you know, celebrate the glory days, then seeing the final link, the final piece, that's Popovich go into the Hall of Fame, a big piece of it as well, Parker going into the Hall of Fame, and that that should be it, and that should focus more on the here and now and the future. You know, Wemby's going to be the future, and you know, you just salute Pop, you salute Tony, you, you salute uh, Manu who's in there and Timmy who's in there, everybody's in there and uh, reflect on what this city had for quite some time, decades of playoff success thanks to those uh, gentlemen that are about to go into the uh, Hall of Fame in just a few weeks and the ones that are already in there. So it's going to be a special night, August 12th. Enjoy it, Spurs fans. But enough about the past, let's talk about the present. And Vegas is back at it again from the Spurs are going to have once again, one of the worst records in the league to them finishing at the bottom of the season of the, of the league. And now at the bottom of the division, we're going to talk about that. Let's go to bring in our guest. He is the man, the myth, the legend of Rudy Campos of sweep the league. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at sweep the league. Rudy, are you drying your eyes right now? Thinking about what's going to happen in a few weeks. Popovich, the yeah, end of the big three era. Yeah, it's over. It's it. Yeah, I uh, even though he signed another five year deal, I mean, this is like technically the end of the era. Yeah, the big it is. three era. So, I mean, it's I'm wiping my tears away. But two quick things. I want I want to apologize to the Locked On Network because I I've been you know bombarded with people on the streets just saying you're the guy with Jeff Garcia. You're the guy with Jeff Garcia. He's coming <laughs> after me because of my take on Wimby and everything. That's why I don't want to be on camera. No, I'm just playing about that. But one thing I'm not playing about is 
I just clicked on the uh, DraftKings site, Jeff, and I yep. put a thousand dollars as the next spur to go in is one yeah. Jeff Garcia for Spurs hey, Media hey, hey, Hall of yes. Fame. So I've got Hopefully. my thousand dollar ticket right here. Hopefully, well, well, hey, you know, I mean, you know, first of all, thank you for that compliment, and two, uh, what better segue to talk about the the main event here on Locked On Spurs, and that mm-hmm. is Vegas back at it again. So Caesars Book uh, Sportsbook uh, put out some future bets. And they went ahead and talked about the divisional uh, races, you know, for next season. So I said, mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm going to look at the Southwest division. So at the end of the bottom of the division are the silver and black. Rudy, plus 3,500 odds to win the division. That's 35 to 1 odds that they will win the division. Fine. We, we kind of think they're not going to win the division. Sure. But. To finish dead last, I have an issue with that big time. And you, you know what, Rudy? I know you're chomping at the bit to get into this, so hold your horses. When we get mm-hmm. back, we're going to dive into that, why Vegas is wilding again, why the disrespect towards the San Antonio Spurs, and more right here on Locked On Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Hey everybody, I want to talk to you about bird dogs. Look, you want to look good, you want to feel good, you want to be cool in these hot days, you need to get yourself bird dogs right now. So what bird dogs does is basically they design uh, some stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit a little slimmer, you know, make you look good through the thigh, through the leg. And uh, it's a perfect a way to uh, get through these hot summer days with some bird dog khakis. Now, bird dog shorts, they do exactly the same thing as Lululemon, but just fit way better. Uh, they fix that issue with inventing kind of like a cloud knit fabric. It looks like khaki, but stretches. It gives you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. They also use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Look, I have a pair of sh- those khaki shorts. I got a pair of the sweatpants. They fit great. I use them constantly, and guess what? They keep me cool and dry. I use them at the gym. Uh, keeps me cool and dry there. No nastiness with me when I go to the gym wearing my Bird Dog shorts, khakis. Hey, you want to go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Enter promo code LockedOnNBA. Get yourself a free Yeti-style tumbler. I have one. Get yourself one right now. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or promo code LockedOnNBA for that free Yeti-style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off, I promise you. And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. You guys are the everydayers tomorrow. Well, actually, I'm sorry, Monday show. Like you're going to be more about summer league talk, looking at some of the players on the roster, Wemby likely, and so much more right here on Lockdown Spurs. So right before the break, Rudy, uh, we teased the audience saying that Vegas is out of their mind again not giving credit where credit is due to the silver and black. They project the Spurs to finish at the bottom of the barrel in the Southwest division. Like I'll start us off, Rudy. I am thinking I'm calling shenanigans. They want a sucker's bet. They, they want to get your money. Like, you know, like just scoop it up or, you know, whatnot. But the point is, I think Vegas is discounting the Spurs big time. And of course the other teams in the division. First of all, let's start off with the obvious, the Grizzlies. They're going to be without John Morant for a quarter of the season. A quarter of the season. Uh, they, they lost uh, Dylan Brooks. You know, I'm sure he was in you know, a kind of a knucklehead. But, you know, he was a, a you know instigator, a defender 
one of the best in the league. So I think losing jaw for a quarter season is going to hurt them. That leaves an opportunity for the Spurs to climb, doesn't it? I mean, am I out of my mind here? I mean, at least it presents a door open for the Spurs to at least leap a little bit over over Memphis. Yeah, you know, I think the Grizzlies are going to struggle in everybody's mind without John Morant. But let's not forget last year when John Morant was out, uh, they were probably one of the better teams. And they were that was without him. So they tend to play a lot better. But again, they didn't really improve a whole lot in the offseason to make me feel like they are actually, you know, a team that could stay at the top. I Honestly, out of the Southwest division, Memphis is probably not the one that I have winning that division anyway. Uh, but I can see the Spurs creeping up on them while Ja is out. But again, we right. need to see because they did get Marcus Smart uh, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They did sign Derrick Rose, who's, you know, a right. thing of the past, but still very, very valuable. Uh, they're not losing anything at the point guard position, though. They still got two great players there. Doing Dylan Brooks is kind of more of a head case type thing, but mm-hmm. they really didn't replace that guy, which is Dylan Brooks. So I think you're going to see some struggles from Memphis to start the season. I don't see them winning the division. So that is one team that, yeah, I could say definitely won't repeat as division champs. All right, let's go ahead and move on then. You know, so we we kind of you know left the door open a jar for the Spurs to not finish at the bottom of the barrel because of Memphis and what's going on. I mean, losing a player like that for a quarter of a season, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what could have been, you know, maybe the face of the franchise if he wasn't uh, doing some stupid stuff online with guns and whatnot. But here we are. So then you look at down the other the other teams. You got to go with Houston next. Houston, despite having multiple top picks, still haven't put it together. They are still young. They are just in a rebuild as the Spurs are. They got a brand new coach with Ime Udoka. Uh, sure, they added uh, Fred Van Vliet. I believe they also, you know, overpaid for Dylan Brooks. But nevertheless, this team in over the past few years haven't shown any type of progress forward. I think it's going to take time for Ime to get his philosophy his coaching schemes you know in in, you know they're gonna have some bumps along the road trying to do at least put into action what he may is preaching i say there's another team right there that leaves the door open for the spurs to not finish at the bottom i mean houston really hasn't proven anything rudy your thoughts so houston is kind of the wild card team for me i really have the spurs looking better than them uh, right now going into the season, and mainly being because Ime is taking over, and Ime is a really good coach. Uh, you saw what he did with Boston. But you're looking at Boston's you know, team that was a veteran team with Tatum, Brown, uh, Grant Williams at the time, Mark Smart. He had some really good leaders on that team. He had some really good players on this team. He's got great players on Houston. Fred Van Fleet's going to add a tremendous amount of value to the Houston Rockets. But it's not going to be any more than probably another four, maybe five wins total. Great draft class in the past couple of years. Jabari Smith, uh, Sengun, Jalen Green. This year they got Eamon Thompson uh, and Cam Whitmore, who was very, very, uh, very undervalued at the position that he was drafted in. So they're going to be good later on uh, in the next few years. But I think that's one team for sure that I have the San Antonio Spurs jumping over. Uh, I actually have them dead last in the Southwest Division when it comes to the Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think uh, if there's a race to the bottom, uh, you, you know, or or just, you know, if they're trying to win and just not putting the W's together, would be San Antonio or Houston. But I think San Antonio has a leg up simply because of Wimby. We'll get to the Spurs in just a few minutes. Then there's the Mavericks. Sure, the Mavericks mm-hmm. are a good team. They have uh, Luka Doncic. 
but they still have Kyrie Irving. You don't know what Kyrie Irving you're going to get. Are you going to get the one that's straight and narrow, goes and does his job, or for a full 82 now with Dallas, will he be a, you know, will he act up? Will he cause some sort of disruption off the court? Also, too, Dallas again hasn't proven anything. Winning division is great, but for a team that's considered one of the best, they really haven't put it together as far as a deep playoff run. Now, does Dallas have perhaps the best shot at winning the division? Of course, you know, they've shown that over the years. But, you know, with Dallas kind of on top there, you don't know what Dallas team you're going to get. Is the pieces going to fit? Is is Luka not going to, you know, throw his hands up in the air and say, you know, what's it? I'm out, you know, cash out because, you know, there's rumblings that if the Dallas doesn't do anything, you know, then maybe, 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 just maybe that possibility where he could demand a trade. So Dallas seems to be the leader, but I would not put it past Dallas to stumble out of the gates. A hundred percent. I think Luca, well, actually Luca's going to come out pretty strong. He's going to start that MVP chant very early in the season. That's kind of what he's done uh, in the past couple of years. You know, he's coming out really, really strong. Everybody talks about MVP. He's playing MVP caliber ball. Then he kind of goes downhill a little bit. I fully Really, truly expect the Dallas Mavericks to implode this season. Uh, you're probably going to see come trade deadline, either Kyrie or Luka probably being moved. I don't, I, it's a great idea on paper, two superstars like that, especially one that's an MVP candidate year in, year out. But I don't see it working like it did last season. It didn't work at all. I continue. I see that to continue this year. Grant Williams, great addition. Not only that, Seth Curry, a great addition for the Dallas Mavericks. But, I mean, they don't have any depth in uh, the front court, which would be, you know, they have Dwight Powell, Max Cleaver, uh, Rashawn Holmes as well. They drafted Derek Lively. It's just guys that are not going to be good at that center position for me. You're going to see teams like the San Antonio Spurs, um, New Orleans Pelicans, even the Houston Rockets are probably going to be able to beat them up down low. Guard play is going to be so huge for the Mavericks. I actually have them and the Spurs fighting for that third position in the division right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas, obviously, you give them, you know, the tip of the cap uh, to finish at the top of the division as of right now. But, yeah, would not be surprised if they fumble along the way. Then there's New Orleans, and I think the big, no pun intended, <laughs> issue is Zion Williamson. Sure, they are a good team. They, I think they might be the team to win the division. Mm-hmm. But even without Zion, no, B.I., Brandon Ingram plays great. You know, there's uh, Alvarado that plays good. Uh, you know, they got themselves a good young team there. So I got them winning the division uh, as of right now. But even with that, and we just discussed the other teams, we'll get to the Spurs when we get back from the break. I still don't think the Spurs finished dead last, though. No, Spurs did not finish dead last. Now, New Orleans is my pick uh, for the Southwest Division. Willie Green is doing a fantastic job on there. Even with, if Zion, okay, so you have a healthy New Orleans squad, that is 100% the best team in that division. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, hands down. Their starting mm-hmm. five is probably the best starting five in that division. Uh, not only that, you're bringing off Herbert Jones as well. They drafted Jordan Hawkins and they have Dyson Daniels. Really good young guys there. So to me, New Orleans is that team to beat in the Southwest Division, barring uh, any mm-hmm. major injuries. But even without Zion Williamson, I still think they are the best team in that division. But again, Spurs are not going to finish last in this division. I have Houston, and then I even think they're going to probably finish above Dallas because Dallas had, I believe, 35 wins last year. 
they're not going to get that total again. I still, I think I have them right around the 32, 33 win mark. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think um, the Pelicans likely are going to be the division winners. Uh, but again, they're just, so, I mean, there's an argument too that maybe, just maybe the Southwest division is probably the weakest among all the divisions in the West. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I would think there's an argument there. So that leaves the door wide open for the Spurs. And speaking of the Spurs, when we get back, we're going to talk about them, their chances, and why they're not going to, hopefully, not going to finish it dead last in the division, then get into some Spurs news and notes, including Rudy has something off his chest about the Rookie of the Year award at Chet Holmgren. And we'll, we'll hear what he has to say about that right here on Locked on Spurs. Hey, I want to talk to you about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, you heard that right, 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. A lot of money. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Check it out. That's $200 you can spend betting from everything from the money line uh, to the over and under uh, to who you think is going to be the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. I mean, what more can you want? Well, there's no better place to bet on MLB than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I go there. I love that looking at their NBA futures, uh, their, 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 their projections on the Spurs and Wimby. It's all there. You got to go to FanDuel right now. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Got to talk about Mud Slinger's drive through Coffee. It is a proud local sponsor of Locked On Spurs. Did you stay up late thinking about Wimby in your head? Yeah, he's coming to San Antonio. What is in store for the Spurs? Well, you want to definitely go and get a drink if you need a little pick-me-up over at Mud Slinger's drive through Coffee. Look, located in Stone Oak area, Mud Slinger serves delicious pick-me-ups for busy people on the move. So whether you're in mood for a latte, a cold brew, or a Red Bull-infused lightning bolt, I like that one. I add the strawberry, people. Add the strawberry flavor. It drinks for every taste. Over 300 five-star reviews cannot be wrong. They got a wide selection from dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, caffeine-free drinks for those who just want to take it easy. And if you're new to coffee, try the Muslinger's delicious combination of espresso, steamed milk, dark chocolate, and caramel. I got to get me one of those right now. If you need to get your heart pumping, though, try the Wimby-inspired Alien Lightning Bolt. It's a full can of Red Bull with green apple and kiwi. I have had it. Friends have had it. They all say it is great and it'll definitely get you going. Not big on caffeine? Then try everybody's favorite creamy orange drink from the mall back in the 70s and 80s. You remember that drink? Well, it's back over at Muslinger. It's called the OG OJ. I was uh, very glad that they asked me to name that drink. So go check out the OGOJ. Located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive near 21 at 1604. Open every day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You'll find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, under Mudslinger STX. Life is too short for bland coffee. And we're back right here on Lockdown Spurs with Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. And as always, we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every single day. You guys are the everydayers. Monday show, like me, be more Wimby. The day ends in Y. Yep, it's going to be about Wimby. And, of course, the summer Spurs kind of lip picking who's looking good or who's looking not good out in Vegas. 
All right, we're talking about the uh, Vegas odds. Caesar Sportsbook, once again, you know, not giving the Spurs the credit where credit is due. Uh, they have them projected to finish dead last in the division. We say bleep. Nope, not going to happen. So that leaves us with the other team. That is the Spurs. And look, you got Wimbayama. That alone is going to boost your win total. I mean, he gives you at least 15, 20 wins just with him there. You also add the fact that this is a team that got, you know, a lot of experience last year in the NBA. They took a lot of lumps. They took a lot of lessons. And I'm pretty sure those young guys like Kelton and Devin, Jeremy and Trey Jones, and the list goes on and on. They're going to prove that, hey, you know what? You know, we were better than that. And we're going to take those lessons learned and implement them next season. Pop is back. I think that's a huge factor as well. But it, it, it just feels like another sign of disrespect. I don't think... Vegas odd makers are really giving credit where credit is due, or at least, you know, giving the Spurs kind of a tip of the cap, something, but for 35 to one odds, if you know, to, uh, basically just to finish dead last in the division, I call shenanigans Rudy. I mean, I think, I think Vegas sports odd makers are not giving the Spurs their due your thoughts. Yeah. I, I think the Vegas uh, sports guys were probably just looking at, you know, Victor and saying, oh, okay, you know, he's not going to add much. He's going to add a little bit. He's going to get him some wins, but he's not going to add much. But Vegas felt to realize it's it's not just Wimby. It's the moves the Spurs have already done in the offseason that is clearly the reason why they're not going to finish dead last in that division. Two guys in particular, Seti Osman and Reggie Bullock, two guys that can shoot the ball. And what did I say before with Wimby? If you draft Wimby, you've got to surround him with shooters. So you're adding them to to go along with Doug McDermott, to go along with Devin Vassell, who's improved his jump shot. You've got a lot of guys that can shoot around him now, so that's going to make life easy for Victor Wimanyama. And I think that's where we're going to see, you know, Vegas wrong. Now, 100%, I always hear you don't bet against Vegas. Vegas knows what they're doing. You never bet against them. But in this case, I mean, if you're if you're going to take the best money and the easy money for them having them not finish dead last, I would take that bet all day. They're not going to finish last. They've made some really good improvements, and I'm probably going to guarantee they're not done uh, making mm-hmm. moves on this roster. Yeah, exactly. Just because they're quiet right now does not mean they can be active players in the uh, trade deadline period. So when they have a lot of assets, as Rudy mentioned right now, a lot of young players, I guess they can flip still, not including Wimby, though. And... Sure. Yeah, and you saw what Wimby gave this team, over, in, at least in a very small sample size, two games. Uh, you know, a little bit of column A, column B, column C, column D, and then when he explodes, it's a lot of column A, column B, C, D, and E. But, yeah, I, I don't think this team falls at the bottom of the barrel in the division. It's a weak division. You have teams that are kind of iffy headed into the new season, barring Mavericks and the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean that you know just the 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 Grizzly situation, the Rockets in you know in flux right now or in rebuild mode, that leaves it are open for the Spurs to maybe finish third in the division, third, which mm-hmm. I think they can do. I really believe they can do that. And uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. What do you think about Vegas not giving the Spurs their due? You can let Rudy know on Twitter at Sweep the League. Let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Is getting to some Spurs news and notes before we let you go on this fine Friday. Uh, first off, it looks 
like the uh, Spurs deserve a standing ovation. They won the SB 2023 award for the humanitarian team of the year for their efforts in Uvalde, Texas, helping that community recover from the Robb Elementary uh, mass shooting, uh, from revitalizing parks and gyms, from Trey Jones uh, awarding uh, some communities, uh, part of the community out there was uh, $25,000 to go into, you know, helping sports, uh, you know, kind of a way for the, the community to heal. So you give them that. You also give the fact they had an open practice last season where they invited the Uvalde community to come and shoot hoops with them and watch them run plays and whatnot. It, it, you know, talk about a deserving award, Rudy. They, they definitely earned it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's something that it's no matter how many times you hear it, because the Spurs are a community, you know, community basketball team. They help out the community. You're always seeing them out there, uh, whether it be you know passing out food at the food bank, uh, donating their time to Habitat for Humanity, just doing stuff for the community. It's it's still you know heartwarming for Spurs fans and Asilo San Antonio to see their team winning SB awards and winning other types of awards for their community service. 100% San Antonio Spurs, you know, do a lot for the community. We appreciate that. And again, congratulations out to the San Antonio Spurs. Absolutely. As you heard in the intro, the presenters for the Spurs heading into the Hall of Fame have been announced. Uh, Popovich will presented, be presented by Dave Robinson, Mono Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker. Uh, Tony Parker will be presented by Mono Ginobili and Tim Duncan. And uh, should be making up for a great, 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 great uh, evening. Uh, August 12th, it's going to be Spurs-centric, so it'll be must-see TV for all silver and black fans. And finally, uh, a topic that Rudy wants to talk about, and that is <laughs> the Rookie of the Year chase. Now, my very good friend, my best friend, um, the guy that I um, you know, uh, really, really grew with in, in this media uh, thing, uh, John Corrales, also host of Locked On Celtics, uh, he tweeted out that he feels that Chet Holmgren, the Oklahoma City uh, kid, is going to be the Rookie of the Year. Yes, even over Wimby. Uh, I tried to get, have a little back and forth with him. I said, like, I think D- Wimby's defense alone is probably much more elite than Chet, and that could give him the nod to win the award. But Corrales still said, well, you know, true, but, you know, there's a better point guard in Oklahoma City, and that uh, that's another factor why he believes Chet should win that. But Rudy, you have an issue with this, don't you? I, I've got a minor issue, but I've also I can also see where Corrales is coming from in a way. But my issue with it is the fact that you know Chet. It's going to be really hard for Chet to win Rookie of the Year. He's got to have a really big season because you've got guys like uh, SGA there as well as Josh Giddy. Those two guys are going to be pretty dominant when it comes to Oklahoma City. So it's going to be hard for Chet to really get, I think, his points up to where they need to be for um, for rookie of the year You know, contention. I think he would probably have to average right around that 18, 19 points per game. Defensively, him and Wimby are right there one and two when it comes to that as far as rookies go. Because we've seen Chet in the summer league. We've also seen Chet in college You know, when he was at Gonzaga too. So his defense is really good, just like Wimby's is. So I think on the defensive side, it's probably going to be, you know, you know, 1A, 1B. But I think where Wimby's got the advantage is he's going to be that focal point for the San Antonio Spurs. And he's going to be able to get up more shots. He's probably going to uh, average more points. Uh, rebounds are going to probably be about the same between both guys. But where I see it happening is the win totals. If Chet 
it's putting up similar numbers to Wimby. It's going to come down to wins. I think Oklahoma City has more wins than the Spurs at the end of the year, uh, just based, based off of the team that they've had there. Um, but I, I, it's going to be hard. I'm glad I saw that debate between you two guys because it's the debate I've been having internally with me. Uh, <laughs> between those two guys for rookie of the year, I only have one other guy, and people will laugh at me, but – one other guy outside of Scoot Henderson is uh, Casey Wallace, who actually plays for Oklahoma City. He's kind of like my dark horse, but right. it's going to be a good rookie of the year race. It for is, sure. yeah, it is between uh, Holmgren and and Scoot and Wimby. It should be fun. I actually think that it's going to be Chet that's going to give Wimby the biggest run for the award. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think it's going to be yeah, it's going to be him because uh, at least in summer league action, Holmgren looks like the Holmgren that many thought he would be. You know. I, uh, dare I say, a budding rivalry on the court, Wimby versus Chet as a future. <laughs> you know, I think that could happen. I think that could be I, a rivalry. I wouldn't be, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if that turned into a rivalry year because I really love both players. You know, mm-hmm. they they like, uh, I like Chet a lot. I really do. Um, but Wimby and him could be a really good rivalry for the future. So uh, not only that, I mean, you've got Sam Presti there too with some Spurs mm-hmm. ties. So. Adds a little bit more to it. Absolutely, yes. And, uh, yeah, we are done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs falling in the division? Do you agree with the Vegas future odds that they're going to fall at the bottom of the barrel? Or do you think the Spurs are going to surprise and take advantage of the situations other teams are are involved in the division and move up? I I think they're not going to finish dead last, and Rudy also agrees with that. And also, what do you think about – Popovich and the end of the big three era, at least, you know, symbolically uh, as he goes into the hall of fame. And of course, what do you stand? Wimby, right? Wimby's going to win Roy, right? It's a, it's signed, sealed, deliver, right? Yeah. Well, we'll let us know. Let Rudy know on Twitter at sweep the league and speaking of sweep the league, uh, Rudy wants to talk about that show and probably a little bit more. What's going on? Yeah, Sweep the League, we're, again, we're releasing episodes every single week, uh, wherever wherever podcasts are available, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you can find podcasts, you'll find Sweep the League. We're talking a lot of uh, NBA, especially NFL ramping up, so we're going to get into our NFL talk, give you some predictions. Cowboy fans, obviously, you want to listen because you're going to dog on me every time I do not you know, <laughs> really say nice things about the Cowboys, but uh, we'll have NFL predictions here pretty soon. And I, I got to give a quick shout out before we go. To yes. uh, Lockdown Spurs guest, uh, Brandon uh, Medina, he's Ooh, seen the up? Blake Wesley hate because I, I'm I'm there, man. I, I'm, I, I, honestly, I hate to say it, but I'm getting Lucas Simonic vibes out of Blake Wesley. What? You're going to Lucas Simonic vibe. What's going I'm on? I'm getting them. They're not there yet, but I'm getting them. And I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for that, but just look at the game film, man. It's... He's very uncontrolled. He has to play a lot more controlled ball, and it's—I just don't see it right now. I really don't. Ooh. I never thought I'd hear Lucas Amadich's name once again said here on Lockdown Spurs, but here we are. Uh, once again, he is Rudy Campos of Sweep the League. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League, and uh, yeah, Google it, subscribe, do what you got to do. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You guys are the everydayers, and we appreciate you coming on this show, at least listening uh, each and every day. Next week's show, more Spurs, more Silver and Black, more Wemby, more Summer Spurs. The list goes on and on. But for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.